you're tuned in to Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service Radio. Hey, Stacy. Hey, Paul. You know this is a very <laughs> special episode of Politics because we have a celebration. That's right. Somebody's special birthday. Yes, it is. <laughs> so happy birthday to Mae Jameson, the first mm-hmm. African-American woman into space. Well, yeah, Mae Jameson is a remarkable <laughs> woman and a trailblazer, but... I think you're forgetting someone else, maybe a published author. That's right, Oscar Wilde and (laughs) Arthur Miller, two of the greatest writers of all time. uh, R.I.P., guys, rest in Uh, peace. Yes, Stacey, you're (laughs) so thoughtful, but someone who's still alive and and has done some acting, too. Oh, I will never forget Dolph Lundgren. Ooh, he was so delicious in Rocky IV. I love him. Or Angela Lansbury, Uh, uh, Murder, uh, She Wrote. That was the bomb, right? Okay, well, I'm talking about a guy who's a businessman as well. Oh, that's right. Doug McGillan, he's the CEO of Walmart. All right, now, girl. You tearing your jaws now. I mean, an entertainer who had their birthday just this week. Ziggy Marley? Wait, no, no, no. Eminem? Wyclef? You know what? Okay, I have an incredible memory for birthdays. Okay. What's going on here? You know what? Clearly, let me be clear. <laughs> this week was the birthday of someone whose last name is Wharton. Oh, that's right. Your sister, Holly. I love her. <laughs> Happy birthday, Holly. Seriously, Stacey. Seriously. <laughs> All right, all joking aside, happy, happy birthday, Paul! All right, now I'm going to let that introduction (laughs) from Stacey slide just this once because she meant well and she wished my sister a happy birthday. Welcome to episode eight of Politics with me, Paul Wharton, and my fabulous co-host, Stacey Rush. Thank you, darling. Happy, 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 happy birthday. (laughs) I was waiting for that after the laundry list. My memory's coming back now all of a sudden. (laughs) You now, doing, I'm boy? great. I'm great. So listen out there. Remember, if you haven't already, then check out our previous episodes. We are on lucky episode number eight. We cover current trends, big stories, timeless topics, and have some incredible guests. It's my pleasure to be here with you right after my big birthday. I'm not even hungover. I'm hanging what? out in the glamorous Line Hotel in Washington, <laughs> D.C. And thanks to uh, the technical mastery of Jack Inslee and the Full Service Radio crew. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jack. Um, today, we're going to hit some great topics, topics, including whether you should take a break from social media, uh, how long you should stay in a relationship without any firm commitment. So that's going to be good because mm-hmm. I definitely have some opinions there. Okay. Um, and we will talk about... The First Lady's interview. If you insist. We got to talk about it. We have to. <laughs> well, first, I want to shout out. We have two special guests in studio. Yes, we First do. up, we have my production partner, my attorney. You know, don't you all travel with your attorney? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> Everywhere I go. <laughs> uh... No, but Everywhere okay. Everywhere I go, yes. <laughs> Mr. McCall, Chowdhury McCall, welcome. Hi, Thank McCall. you very much. Thank you for having me, guys. <laughs> and our special, special guest of honor. Yes. A lady who's been my housemate all week long. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could see her face. I, I wish you could see her face. Oh, I am not and my most fabulous and loving, confident, my 
mother, yes. Brenda Harriet. Hey, mom. <laughs> so we're going to get to you in just a moment. But first, I want to give a shout out to our amazing sponsors. Now, politics, as you know, we like to say we like to keep the lights on. Indeed. Up in this piece. Because we, we like lights, right? <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> so we want to thank ABE Networks. Now, we talked about this before. Have you heard of ABE Networks? Well, if you haven't heard, you need to. You know now. You need to know. ABE Networks is the premier custom residential and commercial technology firm in the entire DMV. Their award-winning organization utilizes premier products fused with your home's decor, resulting in a top-tier, personalized experience. Just imagine, Stacey, if you could connect every single thing in your home to your smartphone or tablet and control it at a touch of a button. How wonderful. Mm. Imagine an integrated audio-visual system throughout your whole property. Well, ABE Networks can do that and more. Sound good, right, Mom? Yes, indeedy. <laughs> Security systems, lighting controls, energy monitoring. I mean, if you want to control your blinds through your damn phone, they can do it all. <laughs> Check out www.abenetworks.com for all of this and more. Now, you all know I like to stay blinged out. Always. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to shout out Mervis Diamonds. It is officially engagement season. The holidays are the most popular time of the year to get engaged, and Mervis Diamonds has you covered at their D.C., Rockville, and Tyson's location. Check out their newest collection of engagement rings and wedding bands. And wow. holiday gifts for your wife and, and your hint. mother. And, oh, and your mother. And your mother <laughs> and it. your business partner or your best friend. <laughs> or just yourself if you are so blessed. And last but not least, you know, we want to end out the year looking really fabulous. And I don't know any better place to do that than, than the Batar Cosmetic Institute. It's always a good time to pull yourself together. Skin, body, hair, everything. I mean, well, my hair looks fabulous when I go there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying out something new called M-Sculpt. So exciting. Isn't that cool? So yeah. M-Sculpt, you go in, you get hooked up, and in 30 minutes, they, you do the equivalent of 20 thousand sit-ups it is revolutionary i know and dr batar is the first local plastic surgeon to have mSculpt available check them out at batarcosmeticinstitute.com back to me (laughs) now that we have paid the bills yes we are uh popping a bottle for you oh birthday boy this is so nice you brought champagne Uh, of course i did okay can you get it oh yay It is my birthday. Now, we have been celebrating all week long. You have. Right? I'm like, this party, brunch party, dinner party, morning party, breakfast party. I'm like, how many parties is this guy having? Like, usually you have one party. How many celebrations have you had? Well, before I get on your ass, Stacey. Oh, I'm going to get on you. Oh, my gosh. Who was waiting at Blue Duck Tavern for you on my birthday for lunch? You better stop it right (laughs) now. Now, okay. Now, now, in your defense, <laughs> I will say you asked me every day. I had okay. Twice a day. Okay, Mom, tell your story. I from last week's uh podcast, I from that day, I would text him and say, Hey, what's the plan? What are we gonna do? I'm so excited. And he's like, Girl, I don't know, I'm so busy. I'm doing you know, he's so busy concentrating on a million different projects. Every day, mm-hmm. I sent him a message. What's the deal? Got to get my nanny. What's up? Like, all kind of hints. I want to celebrate. When did you tell me about your plans? Oh, the day of? Or the night before? <laughs> I want the time, because I will pull up the text message, okay? I don't remember. Good for you, Stace. Good for you. <laughs> I, mean, I got I'm, a message at 1147. 
from the salon. Meet me at 1230. <laughs> is that oh, AM or PM? I, as, as God is my Thank witness, you. 11.47. <laughs> I'm like, No, as what? God is your witness, if you refer to the text messages, I said the day before, I said, I don't know where I'm going, but be in town for lunch at 1230. That's what I said. I didn't know if you were serious. If okay, that, but I, like, I said it, right? You did, you did say that. And I'm like, what? I'm like, where? What's going on? And refer you did legal. response. Refer to legal. Mikhail? <laughs> I haven't had a chance to review the documents yet. <laughs> I think it's an agreement I made. It's a text agreement that I made. Mama. He rolled you under the bus, sweetie. Now you he, know. I, he, come on now. This, well, then, this late Joe rolled you under the bus. Thank you. And then I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm at the school. I'm a homeroom mom this year. Yeah. So exciting. Mm-hmm. I know you can't believe it, but I'm doing yeah. that this year. I'm at the school and I'm like, okay, what's going on? Well, how long are you going to be there? What's, like, what's happening? You know the response I got? Girl. <laughs> Girl. So, so you know what out. that means. That means he was lit <laughs> no, and having a good time. Well, this, That's what that what meant. What had happened was, first of all, cheers, what had cheers happened. to us. Yes. Thank you for the champagne. Absolutely. And cheers to all of you Happy out there. Birthday. We are cheers. clinking Hello. to you. Yeah. Jamal, cheers to you. Cheers. Mm, let me take a sip of this. Mm. All right. So if you all follow me on social media, you will have seen that my parties really started on Monday night. So I have a friend named Amanda Polk. Amanda Polk is married to Curtis Polk, who is Michael Jordan's business partner and they're part owners of the Charlotte Hornets. Oh, wow. So which means on Tuesday they had their opening night game and she's a really good friend of mine. So she says, well, Monday we have to give you a party. So she said, let's all meet at the Four Seasons at 4 o'clock p.m. on Monday. So we met at 4 o'clock p.m. Like who has a birthday at <laughs> 4 o'clock on a Monday? <laughs> Oh no! We, we like, drug who it. even says that? We drug it into people. the night without single a doubt. No, is that what it is? Single, single people? people? I'm like, don't have. To I am making snacks and yeah. well, we, opening juice boxes. I don't know anything about that life. <laughs> so we had a blast. So Cindy Jones and Jane Visser and some of my other girlfriends were there, and then one of them is a friend of Gerard Butler's, the actor Gerard Butler. <gasps> I saw that picture. So of you guys. we carried it on out through the day, and then they said, "Oh, let's go meet Gerard at Cafe Milano." So I said, "I'm down." So we moved the party to Cafe Milano just as loud and rowdy as we wanted to be. Mm. And, uh, you know, Cafe Milano, I've been going there since I was 16 years old. Oh, my gosh. You know, for those of you that don't know, there is an Italian restaurant that is iconic in D.C. called Cafe Milano. Mm. And when I was 16 years old, I used to go with my mom's best friend. Her name is Vera. And her daughter is Ginger. And Ginger and Carlton, her brother, were our cousins growing up. Okay. And me and Ginger were so close. Well, when I was 16, I got a Jaguar. Right? <laughs> so I got a Jaguar. A green again. As, as, again. As do all 16-year-olds. Yeah. I totally know where you're coming from. That are meant for greatness. <laughs> so I always knew that all the adults went to Cafe Milano and they could go there and be fabulous. I said, well, Ginger, I'm going to pick you up from school. I'd pick her up from Churchill. We would go by her house. She would change. And then we got, that's when we first start getting these Visa debit cards. Okay. And we would, we remember seeing our moms go to the Garfinkels and go shop, and they'd pull out these credit cards. So Ginger and I thought that they were credit cards. So we're like, well, let's go to Cafe Milano and take these Visa debit cards because, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? I've oh got my a jag. Gosh. The card has to go through. <laughs> what so happened? We would get dressed up, and we would go down to Cafe Milano. Nothing had always worked. We don't know how. We don't know where the money came from. <laughs> 
<laughs> we would go down to Cafe Milano and they would, I was 16 years old, not to throw them under the bus, but they would serve us wine and we would have, what? we would have pasta. We wouldn't go too far because, you know, we'd be like, oh, we're slimming. We just want to <laughs> play the pasta and two glasses of white wine, please. You know, but they treated us like adults and I've been going there. Or anything. No, I oh. rolled up in my Jag. Oh, well, that's right. He didn't <laughs> need ID when he was rolling up in a Jag, yeah, yeah. apparently. <laughs> so all these years later, we returned to, to where it all started on Monday night to Cafe Milano to meet Gerard Butler, and he was fantastic. He he looked very statuesque. Mm-hmm. I was surprised very, right? because usually with movie stars, they are always he shorter than what short. they are in real life, and he he looked very tall and broad. And he looked fun. Really good. He looked and, really good. Yes. Okay. That guy I'm is like, fun. thank you. Somebody now, what are his, oh, some yeah. of his favorite movies that, that you all have seen him in? Oh I like the gosh. one with him and Jamie Foxx where he played the uh, guy protected. Jamie Foxx was the president. Oh, okay. Yeah, White House Down. White House Down. Oh, yeah. that's right. But yeah. I loved him in the one with the shotgun preacher or something. Oh, was he in that shotgun preacher? He was, yeah. Okay. Yes. In 300, that was his most famous one, probably. That, right? I was going to say, for some reason, I have a, a visual of him without clothes on. I don't <laughs> know why. Odd, it's so bizarre that do. I was for thinking some of him. odd reason, you a have a visual is of that, him without a shirt is that on. that just now, Stacey, or generally it, it, speaking? <laughs> it just came uh, into no my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny. So that night was fantastic. Uh, well, what, what was he like? He was great. He's Gracious? Fun. He's like me. I mean, he's fun. You he know, is. Like, oh, okay. Fun. Just, just fun. Down fun, fun. to earth. Yeah, really yeah, nice. Yeah, he likes nice to really guy. kick it off and have a great time. So, yeah, we chatted it up. And, um, and then a couple of my other girlfriends, you know, Amanda had to travel and the other ones are moms. So they left. It was probably... Probably about eleven thirty or so, okay. and Jane and I stayed, and then Jane left, and then I hung out with them with nice. Gerard and those people. So that was fun. That was a great picture of you guys on IG. Oh yes, Very if nice. you want to check it out, follow Paul Wharton Style on Instagram. Yeah, super cute. So the next day was my actual birthday, and I don't know why this is, but every birthday I wake up hungover. Everyone, really, every single one. And what is your cure for being hungover? Do you have like something that you always go to to, to get you going, or I just you have just to go hydrate? through emotions. I mean, what, what you don't have a special remedy? I'm surprised. No, I mean, I try to hydrate and and drink some green juice or something. But I mean, <laughs> he was trying to hide his crazy. That's what he was trying, <laughs> trying to, to hide. You my- know, I started calling him at seven thirty, then eight thirty, every hour on the dot nine thirty. 10.30, and then I said, okay, next I'm calling 911. <gasps> because who doesn't answer the phone when their mother calls them on their birthday? Hey, Mom. Yes. Yeah. you're crazy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I'm that not That is not always. crazy. Thank he you, should Jam- pick up Shout the out phone. to Jamal at Full Service Radio for the <laughs> Hide Your Crazy soundtrack. Mm. Come on, jam that for a second. Uh, hi, you're crazy. You know you're crazy. <laughs> In honor of my birthday, y'all, go to iTunes right now and download my song. I'll take my 70 cents and <laughs> go back to Cafe Milano. I love it. See my fireworks. <laughs> so anyway, that's so oh funny. We should talk more about Hydra Crazy, actually, without saying too much. You know, Mikhail and I um, wrote a movie called Hydra Crazy. Wow. That's <laughs> you know about the movie, don't you? Why am I just hearing this? You don't no. know. Oh, we're in we're in negotiations to sell this movie. I mean, we're in partnership with the network. That's amazing. We've attached talent to it. Big names, big big names. Okay, girl. so what what part am I playing? Actually, <laughs> you are well suited for this movie. Am I? Very much so. 
She actually is. Yeah. So um, make it no happen, we have boss. To, we'll have to write you in. We'll write you into something. Mom, you'll get a little part two. Very good, because I thought it up years ago. <laughs> Did she now give you, you the idea? Now, my mom will yes. take credit for something. I'm so wait a minute. for that. Now, what do you think your idea we was? We were coming home from Ohio, you and I in the car, okay. about six, seven, eight years ago. Okay. And it was raining, and we started talking about your friend who was actually... Um, trying to get with this guy. She was with him one night, and then after that, he didn't call her, so she kept going to his house, looking in the window, trying to see where he was at. She was mad because he didn't call her back. Mm -hmm. And so I said to you, wow, she didn't hide her crazy at all. And so you and I kept talking about it. I said, you know, that would be a great story or a movie or a book. I actually said book, Hide Your Crazy. And you said, oh my Mom, gosh. that's for sure. And then the next couple weeks. Look at Paul. No, no, I'm serious. In the next couple <laughs> weeks, he he wrote a song. And he, he started, uh, he, he went in and, and wrote this song. And it was fantastic. I wrote a song when I was on doing Housewives. Now, see? to my recollection. I see, he don't have one. You better, <laughs> listen, you better be quiet and give your mama credit. You know what, okay? Mom? Okay. That's the truth. This was That's what I want to hear you say. This was presented to me this as a very legit. different version of oh, that. Oh, I already know that. I already you better say thank you, Mama. Thank you. Thank you, Mom, for coming up with the original idea. Thank you, Mom. Thank you. Judge Mathis would say, "Go ahead. Let me hide my crazy before I get in trouble up in here." But either way, the song got made. Okay, when I did Housewives, now those chicks were crazy too, and I was talking to so many women. Um, that I thought needed to hide their crazy so that their mouth didn't get in the way of the progress of their relationships or their careers and all this right. kind of stuff. So years later, uh, he and I, now we wrote this film and it's just fantastic and we're attaching talent and, and it's going to be one of the greatest things that I've ever done, really. Super cool. Yeah, I'm we're so going to produce it and, yes. and we found a great network partner for it and uh, yeah, that's going to be cool. And now, you know what I was saying the other day? I said, oh, I'm going to be uh, the black Tyler Perry. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> He's already black. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm going to be the gay Tyler Perry. Oh, wait. Well, I, I'm not sure about that. Oh, that my that's, gosh. Qu- that's questionable. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But right, it's, right. But it's he, great to, yeah. to know that he's already done that. Do you know? Like, yes, it is. That he had these ideas for a play, a stage play. Right. And he would do them year he after opened year. The door. He yes. opened the door. Year Fox after is- year. And he would say that 30 people, the same 30 people that he knew, he yes. knew all of them. Yes would show up year after year. He'd put on the stage play once a year and it was never successful. Like for years, it took years for it to kick off, but he would save his money. He'd put on the stage play. Wow. And uh, so no, he just believes. So no, I mean, I really look up for him. That was just a little joke about the gay thing. I don't know anything about people's personal life other than my, I don't even know about my own. I'm questionable. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> Are you? You really you know, need to have your LGBTQ. You know uh, what the Q is? Of course. It, it doesn't stand for queer. It stands oh, it for doesn't? questioning. I thought it stood for lesbian, queer. Lesbian, gay, trans, wait, LGB. Lesbian, gay, bi, transgender, questioning. So anybody can really be a part of the Q. Interesting. You've ever had like an errant thought running around in your head in college, you and some young lady skipping through the grass? <laughs> <laughs> You're Q. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. So anyway, so we had lunch. Which you missed. I was waiting for you to be in the city. You better stop. <laughs> Back to that girl. It is unbelievable. She you know, stood I me a, up. I have a question. Mm-hmm. And this is a serious question. I was thinking about this the other day. You always invite me to things <laughs> in the morning. 
in the afternoon. Yeah. You're not on the night list? Why am I not on the night list? I will, I'll get invitations all day long. And then I'll look on IG and I'm like, wait a minute. Like everyone's together and they're having dinner and they're having a great time. And he didn't even mention this to me. Do you not invite me to evening events because you think I can't come or I won't come or I'm not cool enough? Like what's the deal? Well. Stacey. Tell the truth and shame the devil. Are you? Oh my God, that's so funny. Well, can we just be completely real about this? Yes. First of all, it has nothing to do with you. I'm cool um, And I do invite Obviously. you to night things. No, you don't. I don't? No. Like what? You Other have not invited me to an, a night thing since we were at town like 10 years ago. Mm. If what you night wanna... things do I have? Dinners. You're out here. You know, you have a million things at night. What are you talking about? You come in at night. You live so far. It doesn't matter. I have a car. I can drive. <laughs> I'm not walking into the city. <laughs> I'm not hitchhiking in. You know, I'm like I, I drive. Imagine I want your that. husband to like me. I'm afraid if I start inviting you in at night, all kind of hell will break loose. <laughs> no, but let me tell You've you You've been out with my husband. And me. Oh, I are love you, this guy. Yeah. Oh, he's like, so what funny. are you talking about? Well, tell the truth. Okay, for this one, for this particular birthday, because people <laughs> but you have been. Invite me too. People have been on my butt. You remember about this? I've been telling you all week long how people have been like, I saw the pictures on the social media. You was at the chef's table and Robert Weedmeyer was cooking y'all dinner. Okay. I had 10 seats total. Yes. For, but she's like, and? and? I don't understand. Where, really what, not going to like the end of this story. I'm like, where is this going? You had 10 seats and? You were not going to like the end of this story. Okay, wait. Me. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. So... Um, I had 10 seats total. And then it was like my mom, my sister, mm-hmm. um, Mikhail, my trusted confidant, and his wife, Farzana. Farzana couldn't She's stay amazing. home. I love her. Um, and then Marcia Dyson, who's my godmother, you know. And then my other attorney, Monique Presley. <laughs> Lawyered up. Nothing bad can happen. You got to have them to, you know, balance the consciousness at the table. I'm just shaking my head. <laughs> To be fair to Get Paul, he did actually position us both at opposite ends of the table. <laughs> but Monique is a real lawyer. I'm not licensed in the U.S., so she was more helpful than me. I love Monique. Yes. I love Marcia, She's and great. you know that. She's great. Okay, so I don't, I don't have Bolden. 10. What's happening? Okay, Lisa Bolden, who I've known for 15 years. Brooke Rose, who I've known for so, so, so long. Rob James, who I'm with, like, constantly, <laughs> every week, twice a week mm-hmm. on for happy hour. Yeah, oh, okay. So, and what's... um Oh, Tracy Kearney. I mean, that was I it. love Tracy. So, I mean, love all her. of the people I've known for over 10 years, long, I, long I've time. I've known you for about 10 years. You know me for about 10. You have known me for about 10. No, you were right there. You were like on the cusp. Oh I mean, it was my right. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but I had to take him to. I said, you know what? Wow. She's going to be Mom. coming in from the burbs. Mom. Girl. Uh-uh. <laughs> we need Tell our friends truth. to Tell weigh in truth. on this. Tell the truth about the count. What do you? Oh, I miscounted, and then an extra, and then an <laughs> eleven showed up, and I was like, "We were all set, all comfortable, drinking our drinks." Oh no! And then Monique come rolling up in there, and I'm like, uh, "Huh?" You're like, uh, "We need to set an extra place, please." So they had to take one of the chairs out and oh, then put two gosh. more chairs in. But we had a great time. Now you know, if I just had a party, you would have been invited, or even even something where I didn't have to count the exact number of people. Why can't I be a part of the ten? Well, we're what, only on what? episode eight. If we had been on episode two. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I want our friends to weigh in on this. Absolutely. This is not fair. Absolutely. This is not fair. Okay, I first am of a all, you friend. had never invited me to anything. Not even one thing. Okay, name one. Name one. <laughs> Let me think about it. Oh, wow. Let me think. I invited. 
invited you to dinner at my house. When? Months ago. When? It was so. It was such a long time ago a that I talked date? about grilling. A specific date. It wasn't said, a specific date. No, no, I said, see. you need to come. We, I just moved into a new home. And I said, you need to come out. We'll grill. Let Arabella everybody run around the that. lawn. No, but I you don't. You need to come out. No, 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 no. I don't <laughs> say no that anybody. to everybody. I, I have a very small amount of close friends. And you know that. All yeah. jokes aside. And I said, you got to come out to the house. We'll make you dinner. We'll grill. And you were like, yeah, girl, we need to do it. Well, can you all call each other on the phone and have this conversation? <laughs> when we, when we really, get on the phone. Really, guys? Really, guys? I don't think I just, really... I want to I well, be invited. on the phone. I want to be invited to evening events. Okay. And I think moms Noted. sometimes get pushed to the side because our friends think we aren't going to come or we live in the burbs or we live too far. And that's not the case. I want to hang out with you at night. I am not your daytime She's making girlfriend. that crystal clear. Okay? Now I get you. You got it? I got you completely. Okay. So you know what? You know what starts all these issues? Social media. Well. Yes. Social media starts these issues because you can't do nothing mm-mm. without somebody seeing what you're doing. Yep. And then you get caught. So... This week, Ariana Grande announced that she's taking a break from social media. She's not the first to do it, and we've seen a lot of people step away and come back. And a few just stay off of it. Maybe I need to uh, take a note from them. <laughs> this has been a bit of a roller coaster for her with the tragic death of her ex, uh, Mac Miller, and now the end of her engagement to comedian Pete Davidson. So, when is it time? to take a break from social media. Because, I mean, you just dressed me down over over the pictures for my birthday. (laughs) But when is it time to take a break? What do you think about that? Are you asking me? Yeah. I think you need to take a break every damn day. You think it's too much? Yes. You know what? When Paul comes to my home and my daughter and my three granddaughters, the phone is right next to them. I want that to be quality time that they spend with me in my home. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're watching the phone. The lights are flickering. The phones are beeping. The the music playing. Answer me, answer me. And so now the next rule, the next event I have, when I have them over, the phones have to be put away in the bedrooms or in a little basket until we yeah. have dinner and we can talk and get yes, yes. And why are you shaking your Let me tell you why head? I don't agree with that. And, and let me just and my mom and I always have this debate because I he's, he's fighting with everybody. Am an about entrepreneur. Okay, it does not stop. It doesn't start at nine. Doesn't it doesn't matter. end. At, okay, let let me talk now. Go it ahead. Politics. Go ahead, like Judge Matthews said. Special guest, mom. <laughs> You should have left me at home, boo. Oh! You know, I'm gonna tell you Jamal, about cut her mic. <laughs> cut it off. Cut it off. Oh my god! Drink your champagne, mom. I can drink um, and tell you about. But yourself. this is the deal. No, no, because really, most people's grown kids have a job where they go and work. Your mama can't call up to the job all day long or whatever. Like I go to my mom's house a lot of times. I'm there during the week. A lot of times on the Ugh. weekend, I'm still planning my events. I'm promoting them. I'm writing things. I'm figuring, you know, I'm always doing something. It never really stops. I mean, we have our great moments. I'd rather go out and spend a couple of days at our house where we can go to lunch and dinner. Mm-hmm. Late at night, we can watch TV and kind of hang out and talk. But a lot of that time in between, I excuse myself. I go to this lounge. I created a lounge at her house where I go. And oh, like, my gosh. <laughs> we call it the lounge. It's fun, huh? It's nice. It is. It really is. <laughs> it really is. So I go in there and work and drink a drink. And then she's so sweet. My mom will set up like a um, 
She'll set up like she'll chill champagne or she'll like have that tea so and she'll put hors d'oeuvres out in the lounge. But I think that's coming to a halt. <laughs> <laughs> She's saying that she wants more time with because you I without. Think it's very rude. Every few minutes. I understand what you're oh, saying. I think it's horrible. And I, I understand what Paul's saying too. So take a few minutes out, a half an hour, so you can call them back. Call them back. I, I totally understand both of your opinions. How about I just take. Just completely go off of it, and then I just move in with you. Oh, no, honey. You just go ahead. You stay home. How about I just stop it all, and I will just come and bring Absolutely all my stuff. Absolutely not. And I'll move in, and we uh-uh. don't have to worry about working How at maintenance all. as you are? No, <laughs> that like, would kill me. Not. No. See, now, no. Mikhail is not on social media at all. That's why I love you. No, I, I have a Facebook page. I just don't That's okay. use it. You don't use it. And wh- why aren't you on Instagram or Twitter so I'm. Uh, so I, I used to be on Facebook a bit more. Now I stay on it just to stay in contact with friends from around the world. Or in the past, it's a useful networking mm-hmm. tool. But um, honestly, I uh, Paul, we have a running thing, Paul and I, because he's always like, I'm like, what did you do the weekend? He says, didn't you see me on Instagram? I'm like, no, we. I don't, we've been doing this for two years. I don't know why you're expecting the result to be different. Oh my gosh! But no, I I'm not on it because um, first of all, I think. Uh, it's a perfectly good thing to do. I've got lots of friends who do it. It's yeah. great. Nothing wrong with it. And obviously for Paul as well and you guys, it's a business thing as well. But um, for me personally, you look at it, you're only seeing a snapshot of people's lives. You're seeing mm-hmm. a little bit. People take it, they frame it. And I think it can make you feel quite bad. I think it could make you feel Absolutely. quite negative about your own existence and what you're doing. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know that I look at anyone's social media and think, God, my life sucks. For one thing... Is that because your social media includes you and Gerard Butler hanging out on your <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, I'm not doing too bad. Yeah, I guess you do have a point. There's a certain logic to that. But I think a lot of people do compare themselves to other people mm-hmm. and they feel... And they live through other people, too, yeah. as well. I'm not saying you're doing that, but I think for a lot of people, they're on social media and they're like, oh, wow, he's on vacation or he's doing this or this is this great thing is happening in his life. And what's going on with my life? Well, and let's what, think about an know. Oprah figure. OK, so Oprah is an icon mainly because she is so inspirational And, you know, we aspire to so many things on a spiritual level, on a financial level, you know, and she's got no shame about it. But it doesn't define really who she is. It's just a part of her life. Right. And her, you know, existence. When we see her on her private plane or it's not like she's like, look at me. Yeah. Right. So for me, I like to share things that are going to inspire people. um, And I like to share some aspirational things. And I like to share some things that are triumphs, you know, for me with other people, because I know people need daily inspiration and I get it from other people too. Yeah. But I never feel when I look at even like the Kardashians or, you know, anybody who has a lot of stuff, I never feel like, damn, I don't have that kind of stuff. Right. You know, to me, I'm like, wow, they're doing it. They're different and they're doing it. Yeah. And then sometimes I, I kind of have more of a problem when people get on social media crying mm-hmm. and oh my god this is the worst day of my life i just want it's like who are you talking to i mean i feel badly for them yeah. because there's certain things i feel like they should be shared with a friend um, mm-hmm. your uh, family member someone that loves yeah. you not really on social media i totally agree with you i um whenever i see that i always feel like that's a cry for help like mm-hmm. that person mm-hmm. literally doesn't have anybody in their life so they're reaching out into the internet to find people to support them. And that makes me sad because I, I, I feel that we should all have 
a close mm-hmm. network of friends or family. You, you have to have somebody in your life that has your back. So when I see people doing that, it just makes me sad because I realize clearly they don't because why would you do that? When I'm on social media, I'm showing things that I'm proud of. Mm-hmm. I post a lot of mm-hmm. pictures of my family, a lot of pictures of my daughter. Or and a lot of them are perfect. Do you get hate for that? Absolutely. I have yeah. friends who will who'll say like, oh my goodness, you guys look so cute having a great time. You and your perfect family. Yeah. Like people will say that. And, um, you know, I don't, that doesn't bother me. But because it is kind of, I mean, I, it is, it, I don't think that it's, is it perfect? It, it's, it's a moment Yeah. and it's, it's a beautiful moment and it's my moment and I'm sharing it in the way that I want to. Ooh. So if you, if you judge yeah. it as being perfect or not perfect, perfect th- that's then fine. Perfect, yeah. But these are the moments of my life and I'm proud of them and I want to share them. Um, but to your point, I, the things that I'm not proud of or the things that I'm going through, I would share that. I wouldn't share that online. So it's always strange to me when I see people Yeah, that's why it's called social that. media, not yeah. like personal media. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> but tell her about the young lady that you thought maybe well, might be on the verge of committing suicide. See, sometimes you can save a person's life. What happened? By a, at least acknowledging them and saying to them, come on, it's not that bad. Get it together. Yeah. You know what? Come on. You know, well, there was a person that um, she's a she's a fan and a, and a mm-hmm. follower and a mm-hmm. supporter. And she's wonderful. And she comes to like live shows and when I host events and all that. But she's got this thing about her and men. She just lost a lot of weight and she has done really well. I'm really proud of her. But she, if anything goes wrong and even the most short term relationship, she'll get on social media and I just don't know how I'm going to go on. And I think this is it. I don't see any reason to live. And I'm like, you crazy, bitch. So, I mean, I got on, on Instagram and I'm just like, okay, no, mom. She does this too much. Okay. And I don't play with stuff like that because. You know, I've known people that have committed suicide. Shoot, I mean, in earlier in life, I've had that thought from time to time, like, God, this doesn't seem like it's working out. Like, it's serious business. Yes, so, but is. so you don't is play this her, with that. Is, so you're saying she's playing with it. She's it's playing with it. It's not a true cry for help. She's not but saying you, like, but you don't know. It's well, a gamble. You she's just playing. Don't know. Well, she says it a lot, and then the next, and then she meets somebody else, and she's like, she's really bipolar, probably. I mean, not to, I can't really diagnose her, but as soon as somebody, like, you know gives her a smile she's like happy again you know oh i'm great i met this great guy last night i think we're gonna get married and so i just unfollowed her because i'm like i can't be going through this roller coaster with you lady you still don't know so what my main thing with um paul was he was telling her pull it together get it together like it's not that serious well i said listen Acknowledge the fact that you just lost all this weight. You're doing fabulously. Yes. People are rooting for you. Mm-hmm. You're talking about this guy that you've been dating for six weeks, and you're thinking about ending it all because it didn't work out, because you wanted to ask him where the relationship was going. He didn't want to talk to you about it. What are you doing? You don't even know who you are, this new self that you're creating. You're what? Are you losing weight for somebody else? You're doing all this right. for yourself mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. she's really not just losing weight, but really getting healthy and working out. And That's great. She's kind of... You know, changing her entire look and outlook on life. Okay. So learn to fall in love with yourself. Right. Yes. Before you're looking for love. Yes. We're looking Elsewhere. for love, yes. love from yourself. somebody else. Love yourself so that's what I was saying to her. I yeah. think, um, well, with Ariana Grande, I think, I believe the reason that she decided to take a break um, is because she was getting a lot of negative comments on her pages about um, her ex committing suicide. 
And I think that perhaps that was just too much. So she wasn't on social media crying. I mean, she was engaged to someone else and everyone knew that that was her ex-boyfriend. But I think, you know, him passing away in the way that he did and people writing in and saying, it's, it's your fault. You didn't take care of him. You knew he had a problem. How come you didn't save him? I think it was, it was too much for her. So in this circumstance, I can understand taking a mm-hmm. break. Taking a break because that negativity and seeing yeah. that all the time, even for someone like her, I'm sure she has millions of followers, mm-hmm. but just no, hearing no. that and seeing that all the time, it has to take its toll, especially when you're talking about someone who died, who it was someone important in your life. It was Absolutely. her ex-boyfriend. Yes, they were yes. together for years. Wow. So I think it was just too much. So I get that. I get it. I think it's a personal decision. And I don't think that other people should really tell you when you're oversharing. It's just like, that's how you just click unfollow. Like, if it's too much for you, if, if whatever they're sharing is making you feel a certain kind of way, sometimes you have to think about what that is. To, like, why is their stuff bothering you so yeah, much? I don't want the stress you know, of that. Sometimes I, I, unf- I will unfollow It's too much. I will unfollow you if, if we're friends on social media and I'm looking through my timeline and I see the N-word mm-hmm. in a joke yeah. or yeah. in a meme or something like that, I will unfollow you. Is yeah. that crazy? Or no. like, what do you think about no. that? I don't, I don't like that. Because that's right, who reason. you are. I don't, yeah, I don't like that. I don't want to see that. I don't think you should joke about it on social media. So I will, I will cut ties. Well, is that this severe? is the season. No, it's not. It's warranted. And this is the season of cutting a you-know-what off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cutting the B-word off. Because let me tell you something. I have cleansed my, my friendship palate. You have. You've been talking about that I a have lot lately. And I, and I love that. he has. And I'm very, very surprised, like but that. I'm very proud of him for yes. doing that because it was too much baggage. Yeah, drop Bad that d- baggage. dead weight. Just drop get it. rid of it. And yeah. he has. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. In two of the dropped pieces of luggage, I saw them together at an event. I, you saw that? I saw that, too. <laughs> I did. And I thought of you. You thought of me? I sure did. Love you. And then they, and then they bond with each other. Love you, sis. Wait, sis. Y'all hate each other. <laughs> I, I, okay. I saw it too. It's okay. Yeah. Gosh, you know what? I'll let them have each other. That's Absolutely. fantastic. So yeah, sometimes it's time to to move on. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's time to move on. And speaking of moving on, you know, Sean uh, Puffy Combs, is his name Diddy Puffy? What is it? He changes it all the time. I don't know. Well, you know, he split from Cassie <laughs> after 11 years and is dating a 26-year-old Instagram model. So, you know, this brought up something that we've both seen, Stacey. People who stay in a relationship for a long time without any clear commitment. Cassie was at such an age over those 11 years. I mean, those were very important years yes, in her, her life best as years, a woman. Her, her best, best years, years. Absolutely. Now, when you say her best years, what do you mean, Mama? Meaning, you know, when he got with her, 11 years is a long time. Yes. You give a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and you expect to get a lot. And you hang in there for that long. I don't know why he didn't marry her. But personally, I wouldn't marry a man that I've been with for 11 or 12 years if he hadn't married me already. I, I agree with you. I you think know. that's a long time. Well, if you time. meet somebody, uh, and, and I don't know her age, it, it but maybe out. maybe she was, maybe let's just say she was 24 she was and now young. she's 35. I, I'm not sure what Cassie she's is. still young, but that was a that? lot of good years. A lot of good years. Yeah, I think, I think when you are in young. Fact, yeah, in fact, I want to say one more thing. He did her a favor. That's you think so? Say. Absolutely. He didn't waste any more of her time and she didn't let him. Right. I mean, we're not. It's. 
I mean, I think it's relative. This girl is probably like 30 well, or something. Got, and we're like, well, he Cassie, took her best years. Like, she's got a lot, many more years to come. She's yes. still got some good years. She's yes. 32 years old. I mean, a good years. Of course, we all have good years. <laughs> but but what know. I'm saying, as a woman, you know, you meet a man like mm-hmm. Diddy. Of course, she's had some amazing experiences. Has it really helped her career? That's questionable. Yeah. I, she kind of put her career on the back burner, I think. Yes, she did. Because she's not really, she hasn't really been doing too much. But she met him when she was 21. Now she's 32. I mean, now, does she have to rush out and try to meet someone else to? I don't know. She if she wants to, to have kids? I don't think she needs to rush out and meet someone. But I do think she needs to reevaluate yes. the next yes. five years or so. Yes. And then give herself time to get to get back to herself and love herself. Yeah, absolutely. So she was loving him, actually, more than she was loving herself. Clear, I mean, if she you know, was with him that long. So from a man's perspective, Mikhail, mm-hmm. is there a certain guilt associated with staying in a relationship too long with a woman who you know you don't intend to marry and have children with? Good to bring in as the straight man in the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing me on. It's something really easy and light with that one. Uh, no, um, so I think there's two things to it. One is that if you know you don't intend to and you know that they want that or they want additional commitment, then yes, I think there's a guilt to it or there should be a guilt to it. But, I mean, we don't know, obviously, the dynamics of the relationship. And I right. think a lot of the time, you don't know to what degree it was clear, it was wanted, it was the anticipation. I do know people, both men and women, that have been with someone expecting it and the other person had told them that was coming and then they didn't do it. And that was obviously mm-hmm. out of line. Without a yeah. of a doubt. I, I would say one thing is when we talk about, this is just <laughs> obviously the guys jumping in on this, but when you talk about a woman's best years being gone, I personally disagree with that just in terms of, of a term because it's an old school, I think, approach that sort of says after a certain time, then ladies start to lose some of their luster or something. No, but it's harder for them to have kids. I I was going to say, I have to disagree with you. Your best years are when you are younger. Take it, eggs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When when you are younger, when you are able to have children energetic when you are passionate everything when you are establishing yourself yeah i think it's more about the kids though than anything else because you can still be passionate and i hear that women um hit their sexual peak uh in their 40s right i don't know or yes you do (laughs) mom when did you hit your sexual peak oh um, did you peak early yeah okay (laughs) i got mine in and out i worked that thing out in and out it's over with now i'm happy i did it and that was over i'm all about what's what about me what's for me now right right right. exactly nothing to do with you one one thing though you know about the uh about the eggs and that concept there's actually the data has changed significantly yes it has it has it's nothing like this old idea that after 30 there's a sharp drop is actually not to the same degree it's it's changing as they go along that's very true i think the best revenge for her will be to (laughs) take everything she learned from this amazing businessman in this he's a mogul right it's Mm -hmm. safe to say that he is at this point to take everything she learned and come out strong yes in entertainment because that's what she wants to do i know she's a singer she's also an actress so i say take everything you learned from him for the past 11 years and come out and rock it that's what you need to do what's who's the girl that dated chris brown rihanna no the other one. The other one. It was another one. Karuchi. Karuchi Tran. Prime example. Homegirl came out on top. Now, she's doing yes. a show with my girlfriend, Nisi Nash. 
Claws. Yes, I love that. I watched the first season on TNT. It was really good. She's starring on that show. Yes. So that just goes to show how someone can come out of something like that. And she really created a relationship. And seemingly, Diddy had Cassie in all the right places, traveling the world, meeting mm-hmm. billionaires and meeting royalty. Yeah. So she's probably got a pretty solid Rolodex of people. I'm sure. Um, who would still stay in her corner. And if she just wanted to like billionaire up, she could probably do that pretty quickly. Yeah, as she should. Isn't it something how now the the bill you got to have a billionaire like the millionaire is like it's huh what? It's not enough. I can't stretch that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, how am I supposed to do all my stuff? You know what I mean? I need a billionaire. That's horrible. I know. God, when I was a kid, it was like you know you aspired to to be least. a thousandaire. Yes, <laughs> yes. I'll just take. Remember a, Remember a thousandaire? A thousandaire. <laughs> now we're talking billions. I know. Yeah. I, I, always liked her i don't you know i hope i wish her the best yeah absolutely so uh, on the note of dysfunctional relationships um oh what kind of <laughs> segue is this this is so funny <laughs> it's like mikhail has been wanting me to talk about this melania trump interview for the last two weeks Ooh. and you know what so i'm gonna really let you put your two cents in oh i'm excited to hear about his opinion. this especially because mikhail. he's british as you all know yeah. melania trump just did her first major network interview Last week, and you know, she got a lot of people talking. She, one of the, th- the things that she said is she is the most bullied person, potentially the most bullied person in the world. Wow, wow, wow. So, what do you think, Mikhail? Well, everything I say is as a guest in your country, <laughs> in your fine nation of the United States of America. So, it's like, I'm I ain't trying to get kicked out. No, exactly. I'm, I'm not eager for ICE to come and knock on my door anytime. Soon, <laughs> but, um, no, I... Um, so, well, obviously, being here from abroad, I would just, by the way, just want to preface this. Although, when we sit here and talk to everyone, everyone talks about what's going on in America, which is entirely true. I don't want anyone to think that the British feel that the Americans have a monopoly on crazy stuff happening because we voted for Brexit and we're leaving the EU and basically everything's a complete mess over there at the moment. So just to be clear on that, I come from no high horse or anything like that. But obviously things are very messy. I think with with her, it's very hard to understand the dynamic. We're seeing a perspective and it's always projected one of two ways. Either it's projected that she is, you know, there and unhappy because she's having to go through this or that she is somehow taking part in and accepting it as part of the ride that she's going through. But it's clearly that she's not the most bullied person in the world and side mm. bullying. She does get some stick, but you have to also query if you're going to say that, then you have to acknowledge that your husband is also cyberbullying people online regularly. You know? Who don't have droves of staff, security, um, someone else doing their social media so they never have to see the comments. Yeah. You know, she is so well insulated, and I think. As a uh, a gay man who had some serious face to face bullying as a teenager, and who had had to really stand up for himself, and which is why sometimes I explain to my family and my sister, uh, my sister and I used to have this ongoing beef where she would say, "Damn, you're so hardcore. Why are you so rough around the edges? Like, why do you talk like, you know, with such gruff? You know how Holly would say that? She get mad at me all the time. Yes. Yes." <laughs> My mom's like, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Your mom's on her second glass of champagne. You really had to actually become that person in order to protect yourself. Absolutely. Because she was really hard on you. And when you started coming back at her and fighting back, she backed away. And you realized that, hey, 
I can do this. I have to protect myself. My mom is not going to do fight every one of my fights for me. Well, you me. can't because you're not there. I'm no, out. You're right. You know, and you, I told you when you get, kids get to a certain age, of it, you will do something about it. Yep. And he did, and he's a better person for it. And I did. And so I've always given Holly a hard time about you know her being kind of a you know aggressive older sister when I was young, mm-hmm. but actually she that did, did help me. Absolutely, she did do me a favor Absolutely. because right after all of that good comfy young stuff, where you know I was had all my little friends came the bullying and i knew how to get people up off my ass mm-hmm. you know for the most part right um although it was still tough and they outnumber you and they intimidate you but i think it kind of set me up for being a grown person but when you look at your life and you don't have the insulation like you're your own insulation like you know i go through life i go to the grocery store where i live and many people know who i am you know, mm-hmm. so you set yourself up in a position where people coming up to you all the time. You don't know yeah. if you've met them. I'm like, God, do I have amnesia? What is going on? <laughs> I don't know who I know and who I don't know. Right. But but at this stage in the game, um, I know that basically it's because I live kind of a public ish life here in D.C. Ninety percent of the time they are lovely, wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Um, ten percent of the time, maybe even five percent of the time, you get the random, weird, aggressive. Maybe somebody that's been out drinking. They see you, they recognize you, and then they just want to kind of like do a little weird pop off thing you, on yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So no, you have to. You talk about being bullied, and I don't walk around being like I'm so bullied. I don't feel bullied. I feel like I'm going through life, living my life. I've chosen the work that I'm that I do and par for the course is people have an opinion on you. Yeah. You know, they're not going to like your look. They're not going to like what you say. They're not going to like the way you walk, you know, but that never stops me. So to hear someone like Melania Trump who completely pacifies and takes up for her husband and all of his bullying. um, I just don't have any respect for that. I was, I was so disappointed with the entire interview. Oh, you watched? I was, I, I watched the entire thing and I was just, so disappointed. The one thing that I loved about Michelle Obama, our oh our first lady, mm-hmm. yeah. um, is that she always inspired me to be better, to think yeah. about things in a different way, and to be a better version of myself. When she was receiving so much attacks from oh God, many people, I remember when she said, "You know, when they go low, we go high." Yeah, you know, absolutely. don't go. You know, I just there are so many times where she inspired me, and I don't get that with Melania. I think that it was awful for her to spend the entire interview talking about how she is a strong woman, she is her own woman, and people should stop talking about what she's wearing and really focus on her work and her hard work and the Be Best campaign. And she stands up to her husband and behind closed doors, she always voices her opinion. But then, you know, halfway into the interview, she admitted that she wore that awful jacket that says, I really don't care. She admitted that she wore that uh, to send a message to the, to the left wing. Yeah. So I said, that's just so petty. You should be above that. You should be inspiring people, not trying to send a subliminal message. I was just so disappointed. I just, I, I felt like she was, she's just not authentic to me. She's and just know, not authentic. Action, action actually speak louder than words. That will yes. never, ever, ever go away. Yes. The woman that, as far as I can see, 
hasn't got on TV and said, young girls, I'm going to come visit you at the schools. What can I do to help you raise money, you know, for uniforms, outfits, whatever. I haven't seen anything, anything that woman has done that has stood out other than the fact that she won't hold his hand in public. And mm-hmm. then they it, made a big mm-hmm. deal out of that. Yeah, and big I, deal. I totally agree with you. And then when she was in Africa, you know, she's complaining about people talking about what she's wearing. Don't focus on oh. what I'm wearing and focus on my work. I don't know why she, they were talking about it because nobody can afford it probably. Exactly. And then she sta- she had like a, a stage photo shoot in Egypt mm-hmm. where she's like in a, in a costume almost. Sure. Mm-hmm. And she has all these photographers. She's, it, it's almost disrespectful to the landmark and disrespectful to the country, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion, in the way that she handled that. You're telling us to ignore you as a model and a fashion icon um, if you will, uh, but that's all you seem to be doing is drawing attention Absolutely. to your wardrobe and your and sending messages with what you're wearing. It's just bizarre to me, and it's not and all the wrong messages and all yes, the wrong messages. No it's just what. not what I expect and because from she a knows first lady. that she's so insulated, she doesn't. She really doesn't care. So you know what? Like Maya Angelou says, when someone shows you who they yeah, are, believe, believe them. them, believe yeah. them, because they always do. That yeah. I really that don't care. Do. Jacket really yeah, is that, who she is, and she admitted it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just that interview. Obviously, I'm a little upset about it. It just it made me. Just it didn't it didn't make me like her anymore. It didn't reveal anything about her that I didn't know. Actually, it reinforced my perception of her. It actually reinforced all the negative things that I think. Mm, If I may ask, Stacey, in the interview, what was it in particular? Because obviously it's got you quite worked up and understand. Yeah, I'm worked up. Is it is it (laughs) as much because the way that she's representing your country in this part or that she's representing women or just because you you think that she's, uh, as you say, pacifying or, or pushing the, the sort of some, of some of the negativity that comes out from the administration? It, it really isn't about what I think of her as, as a woman. It really is about what I think of her as, as a first lady and what she represents for our country. Yep. I don't really care about her personally. I'm just being honest with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's that's all right. of the above that you just mentioned. Yeah, but that's it is all of, the, all of the above. But for me, above. I'm just comparing her to other first ladies who I feel have led us, inspired us, mm-hmm. and been sure, a, when, an excellent Michelle, representation. When and Michelle she has Obama not been. was called, uh, what was the comment they described as a, a, a gorilla in heels or an atheist in heels? Oh my gosh, a terrible yeah. woman said that on Facebook. But as you say, Michelle Obama didn't react to it directly. No, no. She, did she didn't wear a jacket or try to send a message. Sure. Like, she she what are we care. talking about here, you guys? I mean, I just think that the bottom line is I've never seen a bigger bully than Donald Trump. Ever. And if her platform is anti-bullying and anti-social media bullying or whatever, uh, the fact that she doesn't acknowledge that her husband is a huge bully to all people, m- mostly women. Very disrespectful, period. The fact that women. she doesn't acknowledge um, the way that they had Hillary Clinton acknowledge the affair of Monica Lewinsky, the fact that. Melania Trump does not acknowledge the storm of day. I know what's not true. I know what's true. You know, that's not an acknowledgement. Do you know? So to me, she loses all credibility there. I agree. And I think when she's saying like, oh, well, we we talked about it and I told him how I felt. And I don't even know that I believe that. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't understand why she didn't take this opportunity to say, I know what you think about my husband and I know what he has done, but I want you to know that I'm working with him and I'm talking to yes, him something. and I developed this campaign yeah, to show him the something. importance. She just doesn't speak 
from a place of honesty. Again, she is not authentic to me. In my opinion, I just... I agree. I don't see it. Well, back when uh, Omarosa and I were closer and we talked about things like this, she said that they don't sleep in the same room. It doesn't matter. She said that <laughs> they have a, a completely estranged relationship and they are completely like living apart. I believe it. And when mm-hmm. they come together, when they walk onto a plane and when they get on the plane, it's like she's back there and he's up there. Like, you know, at this point in the game, they are completely, I believe you know, that. separate. And in the public eye, they're together. So that might make more sense, I guess, to why she doesn't uh, discuss more of his behavior. Because mm-hmm. maybe she is just kind of using her position as the first lady as her own position. But right. you can't really do that as the first lady because you are an extension of the president. And Paul, I also believe that he is very abusive to her verbally, if nothing else. And mm-hmm. that can be the worst kind of abuse a woman can receive. Mm-hmm. So I think that with that she don't know which way to go what to do but the thing about it what is she going to do she's in that she has to stay in that for now and like uh, Amoroso said as soon as she get out of this or when his term is over with or whatever she's she claims she's going to divorce him yeah i thought it was interesting in the interview she said oh they said how do you deal with this with the scrutiny and she said well i know that it's not forever Yes. She was very yes. clear. I yes. just thought that was so telling. Yes. She yes. said, well, I know that this is not forever. Yes. She did say that. Michelle Obama never talked wow. about life after the presidency. The presidency. Oh, the no. Or the she, president. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Because everything was good about him as far as yes. Michelle. Don't, don't you miss don't that? You love that? I love just that they love, showed their the affection. Love. Oh, I miss it. Holding hands. Oh, they kissing in yes. the hugging at the basketball loved, games, girl. Oh, my God. And the way he looked at her when she would be dressed up. Yes. Oh, my God. All right, ladies, please. Okay. Speaking of the kissing. lost control. Speaking of the kissing and the hugging, you know, one um, ritual that my mom always brings to the table every year at my birthday is people go around the table and they say not so much what they're thankful, you know, of that includes me, but really what they wish for me for the next year or for us moving forward. So because I'm so inspired and I love everybody at this table so much, we're going to do a brief what do you want to see you and I together, me, you, achieve the next year starting from day one? And mom, you start. What I want for you and I to achieve is even a closer relationship. But even more so than that, I want you to always have an intimate, close relationship with God that will see you through. When you put him first, everything else will come. Because I know he has blessed you. The angels are still all over you from, the, from birth until now. And I just want you to be honest, respectable to women and to men. And I want you to be the best person you can be. And keep giving till you can't give. And when you can't give anymore, walk away and move on to something else. But I want only only the best for you and for you to bring your butt up there to Delaware and fix my and bring, bring some stuff and fix my damn house up <laughs> design my house bring me some stuff up in there boy oh okay my God. that works that works wow Nicole. 
Yeah, I don't need you to remodel my place. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, I, I quite like the idea of the lounge, though, that uh, you set up. Yeah, I need a lounge <laughs> in my house, too. Uh, obviously, I hope that uh, look, the stuff we're doing goes very well and grateful for your, for your friendship, mate. It's been, uh, it's been amazing. For people who don't know, when I moved to D.C. a couple of years ago, I've been very fortunate. I, I was brought over by my company, who are wonderful. They're, they're great guys, and I have a great job here, but I didn't know anybody. I ended up meeting Paul just by accident, and he took me under his wing and has been a wonderful friend through that time. So much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Stacy. Oh my gosh. Where do I start? Well, Paul, um, I want us to continue to grow as friends. I think that we have been friends for many years, but I think that our friendship can grow even bigger. I want us to, uh, not even bigger, excuse me. I want us to grow even closer. Excuse me. And I also want us... I want an invitation to an evening event. Um, but seriously, I want us to uh, use this podcast to help people, to connect with people. Um, and I think that the possibilities are endless in terms of what we can do with this particular platform. And I'm so happy that I'm taking this wild, crazy, fun, <laughs> eye-opening ride with you. So I love it. Yeah, our, our future is really bright together. It's really bright. Thank you, Stacy. I love you. It's bright as them teeth, girl. <laughs> the things is white. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, Mikhail. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you, Jamal. You are the best full-service radio. Check Yay! us out every Thursday at 2 on fullserviceradio.com. Follow us. Paul Wharton style on Instagram for our rush on Instagram politics TV and give us a five-star rating and your reviews. Bye guys. He'll get you hooked Beauty tips and life advice How to eat right and be feeling nice Strong woman, strong mind The inner goddess you will find Iconic homes, celebrity faces TV shows and exotic places He's there for you if you need to feel better Paul is here pulling it all together He's there for you if you need to feel better Paul is here pulling it all together He's there for you if you need to feel better Paul is here pulling it all together He's there for you if you need to feel better Paul is here pulling it all together here pulling it all together he's there for you if you need to feel better Paul is here pulling it all together